0: The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. John E. Sistina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today.
1: I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire
0: it's time to talk about your money managing to be wealthy our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you create better financial habits envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever our resident hosts of john e sistina and company are on deck to show you the way
1: Thanks for tuning in. I'm your new host, Tracy Bennett, the onboarding and public relations manager for John E. Sistine and Company. I'm sitting here with certified financial planners, Stephen Lucan and Cole Hammock, ready to talk about insurance. So, you know, great topic, guys, a lot to cover. There's so much to understand, but let's kind of start with the essentials. Um, I want to start with the why. Okay. Seems logical, but knowing there are so many different types of insurance available out there and uh, for for people who aren't in the industry, and aren't savvied about all of the ins and outs, let's pick one and talk about the impact it has. Uh, I'm going to give you each a topic of insurance and you tell me why it matters. Let's get into kind of the details. So let's start with Stephen and let's talk about life.
2: Well, if you want to talk about why, you can apply to all insurances, not specific to just life insurances. Uh, Understanding the why behind insurance is real important. So it gives you an understanding of what, kind of insurance you need and why you're you're gonna buy it or look into it gives you financial protection of maybe an asset, gives you financial protection of maybe a risk um aversion. So you're avoiding risk or mitigating risk. And and you could even protect liability mistakes. So there's a lot of reasons behind the why of insurance, which I think is important. So that way you can uh drill down as to do I need it because in, in some instances you don't need life insurance mm-hmm. if if Cole congratulations on the powerball win right Yay. do you need now that you won the powerball last night do you need life insurance
0: I'll be bankrupt in 7 <laughs> years so probably yeah so
2: like so like for life insurance do you need do you need it yeah probably for most some people the why behind it is for life insurance is to fulfill any unfunded goal so if you need to save money you theoretically need life insurance to protect that in case you die. So until that goal is met, you should fill the void with life insurance. The goal could be retirement savings, Mm -hmm. savings for college, paying off a mortgage. There's a lot of different goals that are out there. So when you say, what's the goal, it's a financial bucket of money. And theoretically, as you save money each year, that need should go down
0: every year as well.
1: Gotcha auto let's talk about auto
0: fun all right uh so i think just to boil it down the why for any insurance maybe is because life happens and right? that's probably the, the best point or the most concise point and very few people can actually stomach or afford to cover a catastrophic incident so that's that's kind of the auto side of things so if you hit somebody else and they sue you that's that's why you want to have auto insurance or if someone else hits you and they don't have insurance that's that's a great reason to have it too um so the last thing you really want to be is that person that's uninsured or underinsured because then there's really no protection on yourself if something happens and basically you're starting over in the event of that lawsuit whether that's they Garnish uh, future wages, they take your assets, filing bankruptcy, there's a lot of bad things that can happen if you're not prepared.
1: Yeah, I know somebody that 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 happened to and it really, it really immobilized their life for quite a while. It does, yeah. What about disability, Stephen?
2: disability is just like life insurance where it's um, it's all the money you haven't earned that you need to earn to fill those goals. So you have to disability insurance is extremely important and probably one of the most neglected insurances out there. Everyone sort of assumes oh, my employer's coverage is good enough, but they don't know the underlying details behind it, which is a lot of times a surprise because it is expensive and We're going to
1: get more into that later. Okay, into the anchor, so I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah.
2: So, so this quick, quick, easy is why is because it's all the money you haven't earned that you need earned. You got to insure against it.
0: Yeah. I, I like that you brought that up. There's people not really sure what they have through work. Cause I've seen a few instances where people thought that they had long-term disability insurance through the employer. It was an accident. It was an accident policy. Right. So basically that's a one-time payout. If you're in an accident, usually very specific topics very specifically named things and that's that's not long term Mm -hmm. so you got to know what you have and also what's it's not always the accident that causes disability it's anything else i know sickness
2: sickness that that people become disabled it's Mm -hmm. not really due to
0: accidents so
1: that may seem logical but why do you need homeowners or renters insurance
0: Uh, it's in in the event kind of that catastrophic idea if there's a total loss of the home it's either you're out of pocket to build a new home or the insurance company picks up the bill to do that uh so in my mind, it's kind of a small price to pay to to pay a thousand fifteen hundred bucks a month or a year rather wherein hopefully that remarkably small instance that could happen, but you're not out three four five hundred plus to rebuild
2: and then a lot of it applies to the you know the peril of even where you live, some areas it's hurricanes, tornadoes, yeah. fires, uh-huh. whatever. Even everyone thinks a house fire, but think about wildfires have become so common. Okay. And um, yeah. yeah, so you got to look at the perils that are a possibility as well.
1: Right. And knowing that this is kind of a newer one that not everybody needs, let's talk about uh, long term care insurance.
2: Yeah, that's that's another form of disability insurance, but that's it's disability one. insurance for when you are no longer have income and it's insuring against uh insuring your disability in your elder years to cover medical needs. Um It's a that's a tricky insurance because I'm not a huge fan of it, yeah. but we can dig into that later. But um it is important to at least have a plan for long term care.
0: Yeah. And with that one, kind of like disability insurance, the devil's very much in the details in those policies. But unlike disability insurance or life insurance, and probably part of why you don't care for it too much, I'm in the same boat is because those, those premiums, the coverage is actually subject to change year over year. So it's hard to really plan confidently when things are so in flux with those policies. They're just, they've come, they've come a long way, but they still need to get a lot better, I think.
1: Well, this is, uh, many of these are overwhelming to the every person and I myself have experienced it. Um, Life insurance has always been a big one for me. You know, Mm when we, when we bring up life insurance, you know, what and why are the specific types and what do each of them do? So what I want to talk about is as a CFP, you know, why would you, why would someone want a term life versus whole life? How's it work? What's the difference? Start with you, Steven.
2: Well, it's, it's again, when you're, we're building a financial plan, what's the plan or plan your work, work your plan. So insurance as a whole is, it is complex and there's so many variations out there and it's confusing. And, uh, I, I don't know who said it, but they say it's really well said that most people are sold life insurance. They don't purchase it. That's right, that's and, right. and then people don't know, well, why did you purchase this amount? Whatever the dollar amount is a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million. They don't know. So what we do, our process is you find out how much do you actually need. And then you fill the void and say, okay, if you need a million dollars or you need $1.2 million, you go fill that void with $1.2 million of insurance and you build a plan around it. The insurance industry has, has commingled the investing side and has made things very complex. So it, it's, it's sort of confused the consumer and it's converted into an investment product. But we want to look at insurance as insurance independent of everything else. It's insurance, leave it as insurance and end it there. And you can build a good plan around it.
1: That makes sense. Do you want to add to that?
0: Yeah, I'll just uh, to uh differentiate a little bit for the listener here. So term life insurance is life insurance set for a very specific term. So generally, the, the shortest term is 10 years. Generally, the longest term is 30, but I've seen some go a little bit longer. Uh, but to Stephen's point, life insurance should be set around whatever that goal is. So if it's to get the kids through college, that's it maybe it's a 20-year term from birth. If it's a 30-year mortgage, maybe we think about a 30-year term life insurance, or we want to have enough money until we retire. Maybe it's a 20, 30, just kind of based on where you are in life. Um, But very few people actually need life insurance forever. And I've heard a great pitch, uh, the only thing certain in life is whole life. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> right. to your point, that's uh, the insurance company, they, they sell those products, and they, they pull at the heartstrings. They make you feel like it's something you need. But if you go the, the term route, which is always going to be less expensive than whole life insurance, and then you actually commit to investing the difference, Um, that's the, the term plus invest the difference approach to it, I think 90-odd percent of the time you come out ahead unless you just pick duds or put it all in cash. Um, but it works to the benefit of the consumer, to playing around their goals and not just on oh well i think i need life insurance forever because this agent told me to
1: right and read the fine print and ask questions sure. i fell prey to this i asked my agent for a term policy and then learned that i was given a term universal term policy i think it what it was it was what it was and it was nothing it was it actually was the kind of policy that increased after a certain point, and all of a sudden, I my, the
0: premium my
1: premiums were were increasing, and I thought, wait a minute, this is Surprise not right. is happening. Yeah, and I went back, and um, I got lost in the language initially and missed it. This was before I came here, and you guys, you know, and, and that led you, me down you, the right path.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll interrupt right there because if if you get to the point where you don't understand. For the consumer, stop right there Yeah, and just say, you're confusing me. And if I don't understand, I'm not comfortable making that decision because that's part of it should be education. Right. And Mm -hmm. and again, you get intimidated. It almost happened to me. I was 24 years old, didn't know anything about finance, and I almost was sold life insurance. And I asked somebody and they're like, why do you need life insurance? And I never then it struck me. I was like, I was being sold a policy. Right. Cause it was a good investment. Right. (laughs) That's what he, that's what this insurance uh, salesperson was saying. So yeah, if you get confused by it, run away.
1: Right. And it's really good advice and it seems so logical, but I am telling you right now, you think that you're asking the right questions. um, And if you do not, read the documents and ask the person, is there something I'm unaware of? This is what I want. Is this the product that I have? I did not do that. And I think it was more that I was embarrassed that I that I thought I understood, but I really didn't understand what I had, the product that I was sold. And I also think he, I think that that individual knew what he was doing. Honestly, I think he preyed on that. I hate to say that, but... Well,
2: they're in sales. That's that's the end. Their end goal is to sell
1: the product. Yeah. So ask questions, uh, get to know your agent, do your research. It's it's worth the extra time to to get the right product for sure.
0: I think a lot of these newer products too are designed to be deliberately confusing, (laughs) for that very reason. Uh, So it's a good good suggestion, Steve. And
2: and that's where a good financial planner comes into play and the fee only Mm -hmm. financial planning where you're you're not a part of that. you're part of the process, but you're not part of the contract. You're not tied to a commission. You're sitting. You're helping the client implement a strategy to protect them. The need for life insurance, be and be very objective about it. The other thing too about the the questions to ask. One of the questions I would say is when you're giving up control of money, like a long-term care policy or a cash value life insurance policy, just ask the question: What if I need some of this money in two years? Mm-hmm. How does this work? Uh, and then all of a sudden, or if I need to. Serve surrender the policy? How does this work? And then you'll suddenly see that all a lot of restraints are put on the policy as soon as you make sign that contract. And you don't you're giving up control of your
0: money. So you you can take a and you can take a loan against the policy, Stephen, completely tax free. (laughs) Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So tell me, when would whole life be a better policy for somebody than a term?
2: Insurability. If, If somebody may not be insurable in later years, Right, there is there is that potential need for when that
1: happen with with uh, just you know age or disease? Well, or well what?
2: you have a permanent policy in place, so yeah, it could be a sickness, right? If if you're if you're insurable today, in five years you might not be insurable or at age certain age. So yeah, there is a situation where whole life is a uh, necessity, but it's an unknown, right? Insurability is always a risk, so that's why sometimes you could. O- overinsuring is not a bad thing either because there's that risk that future, that future date, you may not be insurable.
0: Yeah. And I, I think another uh, opportunity might be if uh, you're one of those lucky individuals where you have to worry about whether or not there's going to be an estate tax, mm-hmm. so possibly paying some premiums for a whole life insurance policy. If you're healthy to cover that 40% tax bill on anything in excess of the uh, uh, exclusion uh, for that. So an uh, option.
1: Now, based on what what we do every day, what this company does every day and what you guys work hard to do for our clients, Mm -hmm. um, tell me what kind of policies can sort of enhance a person's financial security. I mean, I've all heard, of I've heard of. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> all of them. Yeah. It's that I, peace of so mind. Like yeah. So let's talk about some of those. What are, what are they?
2: Well, again, so for having a, when you're doing the managing to be wealthy process program, it's about financial independence, peace of mind. And until you have that full financial independence, you, you'll need income. So you got to insure against your income, disability insurance. You need to save money. So I haven't saved all my money. So how do I fill that gap? Life insurance in case I die? Cause then I, It fills a void of earned income and savings. Uh, You need to insure your assets. If you have proper assets, you need to insure your um, liability. If you make mistakes, it could be professional. It could be just through auto accident or some negligence or any kind of liability there. So you have to insure all the, the gaps. And the more you have the harder it is. So the more assets you have, the more toys you have, the more insurance is required. So the bigger your financial plan, the
0: more insurance you need across the board. So uh,
2: Cole, if you can add to that too.
0: Yeah, I, think, I think the only other one that's, that's in there is the health insurance. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> easy one maybe to forget about because that's generally just through the employer, but you need to make sure that every year, open enrollment, you review your options because they do change. Your family circumstances change. You need to make sure that we're taking those into consideration.
1: Yeah, it's great advice. And again, reading the fine print, getting involved in your own plan is really important. I look back on some of the mistakes I made, and it was literally just naivete that um you just don't know what to ask. And so you put off asking and then time goes by and before long, you're you're procrastination has put you in a situation where you don't have anything in place. And that's not a good place to be.
2: Yep. Totally. Mm -hmm.
1: So how do you get the most out of your agent? I mean, I know you guys don't want to be necessarily picking out insurance, but you know, how do you work with an agent? You know, how do you, how do you figure out what you need?
0: Yeah. Well, there's going to be a different agent for everything. I think in some insurance companies, they kind of offer the suite Uh, So you might have your property and casualty, your auto, homeowners or renters, umbrella insurance. Maybe they offer life disability. But I think a lot of those, they tend to be a little bit more expensive just for the sake of doing those in-house. So uh, always worth shopping around. But ask the question, so based on where I am, what I'm doing, my income, what do I need? What's a proper amount of insurance? Put that on them um, to at least start the conversation. But probably we'll review that with a third party as well or ask multiple individuals, right, versus just kind of settling with uh, this person said this, this is where I should go, but shop it around, compare with someone else. And that way you're making sure that, one, you're getting the best bang for your buck, hopefully. Uh, but, two, they might be able to pick apart that other person's policy and maybe vice versa so that you can – settle on that the best place for you
2: unfortunately a lot of agents when particularly property and casualty insurance they're order takers mm. they'll sit there and say well what do you need because it's assumption of risk what kind of deductible you want, a low deductible, high deductible? That's an assumption of risk, how much you're willing to put out of pocket. The question to ask is, well, if you were in my situation, what would you consider or what should I consider? So usually using that word is real important. What should I consider? Because then here are your options versus what do you want? And if you don't know what you want, you're not going to know what, what questions to ask or what to consider. So what? The, that's a real important question to ask is what should I consider? What are my options and ask for some guidance and not a specific answer. They won't give you a specific answer because it's assumption of risk and they don't want right. to be liable for their recommendation.
1: Has your agent ever come to your house for a home inspection?
2: Good question. No, I don't think no,
0: so. I, I just take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Right.
1: All right. So speaking as a pro and and this one is kind of one we talk a lot about, um, tell our followers what to do to protect themselves against risk of disability. We kind of talked about that a little bit earlier, but.
0: Don't go scuba diving.
1: (laughs) No,
2: I
0: mean. We're just just thinking the same thing. We're skydiving, diving, right? Right. That's
2: life insurance, baby.
1: (laughs) Disability insurance is one of those that is, um, it scares me. Sure. And I, um, it's overwhelming to me and you don't ever think anything is going to happen Nothing's going to go wrong, especially the younger you are. Mm. So, um, you know, how do you protect yourself? Where do you start?
2: This is with disability insurance, Mm -hmm. but it goes back to my earlier comment about people always envision an accident. But probability sickness is the bigger probability and you can be sick and, and live a long life and be okay, but you're going to be out of work for a while. So look at it from a, almost like a sickness side of two, being out of commission for a period of time, not. I'm going to be a quadriplegic in a, in a wheelchair. That's worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um So look at it from a sickness or just not being able to work for whatever reason. That's a bigger fear because that comes out of nowhere. That's health related. And there's a lot of things that can happen there. So that's why I think disability insurance is so important.
0: Yeah. In in my mind, I think one, get the policy. So if, if you have something through work, if it's efficient, great. If it, makes sense to to look for a supplemental policy, personal policy, do that, then all, all you can do is live life. And if something's going to happen, it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to find a way. Uh, so if you try to insure against everything or protect against everything, you're not going to do anything. Um So all you can kind of do is find that that middle ground where you're comfortable and having that insurance they're comfortable with at least helps you get there from a peace of mind standpoint. And that's the relief is once it's in place, you're exactly. actually,
2: you're, you're like, all yeah. right. the harder <laughs> thing to do is funny. I was just having this conversation yesterday trying to convince someone to cancel insurance. And I'm like, you're afraid you're there. gonna jinx yeah. yourself, aren't you? And sure enough, yep, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna jinx. <laughs> I, said, I said, trying to tell someone to cancel policy is harder than someone convincing someone to buy a that's policy I bet. Yeah. psychologically. Yeah. yeah.
1: I remember a conversation with you, Cole, when I was in that insurance Uh, funk and, and I said, what should I do with this other policy? Cause I transitioned to a, a better policy. And, and it was like. I had to just walk away from it. And I thought, what if I, if I walk away from it, is something bad going to happen?
2: But it's here what, you but are. I'm just fine. <laughs> like <that's> great advice. <laughs> Although I did, I did increase my deductible on auto insurance. And like two weeks later, I got my car vandalized. Oh, no. Yes, so yes, podcast. yes. It's real. I mean, that's been just, so that's well, awful. This,
1: this all sounds really great, but we all know how expensive disability is. So sell me on the sticker shock because it is pricey, Very but expensive. it's necessary. And so mm-hmm. how can listeners strike a balance, you know, between the coverage and the affordability.
0: Yeah, well, you can always make adjustments. First things first. So, whatever it is that they quote you initially, there are options to come down in terms of coverage if that makes it a little bit more palatable uh, on the on the uh, cash flow so on the budget. Start
1: sl- Start low.
0: Well, I, I would start high. What's what's the worst it's going to look? So, max coverage for whatever it is, and then if you want to work yourself down from there, because if you start low and you say, okay, well that's great, well then that is that enough or could you have been comfortable with maybe a little bit more? Uh, so I, I would start as high as possible work down to your comfort level. Um, but the worst case scenario is, Oh, if we don't have that coverage, then what? So it, it makes sense to have something. You just have to work with what you're comfortable with or what's affordable.
1: Don't you kind of have to figure out what your living expenses are? For yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And and again, your, your whole plan is driven off your income. Your income drives your lifestyle. Again, an event of disability how much would your life change? That's the unknown, right? You don't know the vacations may go out the window. Uh, a lot of the, the, but you're also going to have more expenses. Do you need to modify the house to the level of disability, even, you know, from maybe a, point. a new bedroom furniture, yeah. just for the bed alone, a new mattress. Cause it'll help me get out of bed if I'm disabled mm-hmm. kind of scenario. So you have to worry about those changes in life.
0: And that's the unknown. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's always the hardest one. Cause life insurance, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the easy one, right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You're done. Just, it is, it, it is what it is. It's cut and dry. But yeah. yeah. Abilities are so weird. Yeah. There's so much I can go with that. Yeah. Well,
1: is there a benefit? In that? So what about somebody who's got a policy at work, a disability policy at work? Is there a benefit to them having a personal policy in tandem with that one?
2: In tandem, but mm-hmm. no, I would say oh, the, the, a privately owned policy is 99% of the time better than the one through the workplace. Absolutely. The one through the workplace is a very generic, covered, you don't know how long you're insured for, and um it could be just for a number of years, five years. It could be at age 65. You don't know. That's why you have to read the definitions so uh they're very generic, and that's why they're very inexpensive, because you're, you're insuring hundreds or thousands of employees at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's a very generic policy. Yeah,
0: but the issue, to your point, it just affordability. If you're uh, mm-hmm. doing a personal insurance policy for everything, that's going to cost an arm and a leg in a lot of cases, versus at least having a backdrop. So it can be nice, but you do have to understand what it's actually covering. Because I've seen a lot, especially for commissions, you know, your sales-based employees, where the uh, disability policy they have only covers salary. So not commissions, not bonuses. Great point. Yeah. In oh, some yeah. cases, if their stock of work is part of their comp structure, it's not covering that. Uh, I've seen Yet some, their lifestyle is structured around uh, all absolutely.
2: of their income, right. not absolutely. just their
0: salary. Yeah. Yes. That's a great point. Yeah. I think that the worst one I've seen, I mean it's an individual making three quarters of a million dollars, their disability policy stopped at ten grand a month. Yeah. That's it. So very different in terms of lifestyle or expectations, and they just didn't know, right? They didn't look at the details, so you have to know what it actually covers, and is that going to be enough if something happens? If not, then we look at the supplemental.
2: You yep. have anything you want to add to that?
0: That was good. Good job, Cole.
2: Yeah, those are
1: okay. great. Yeah. Great point. I'm very I mean, passionate about this. Honestly, this yeah. just
0: scratches the, sc-
1: it just str- scratches the surface, everybody. So you, you should keep, t- keep tuning in because uh, we keep addressing these topics in different layers and. Uh, additional form. So we hope that you will listen again and uh, follow us and we will bring other financial planning topics to you um, in, the, in the coming weeks. Thanks for tuning in. We're Managing to Be Wealthy. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Managing to Be Wealthy podcast. We help you make the most of your money without any hidden fees or commissions. Remember, the best investment you can make
0: is in yourself and your financial future. Keep listening for more expert advice and tips. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. To schedule a
1: one-hour complimentary consultation to discuss your financial concerns, visit our
2: website, managingtobewealthy.com.